knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Your saltwater guy, Captain Dave Hansen, with his little monkey, Marley, and we're ready to go live here with you today. Thanks for joining us today. We have a really fun show for you today. Today is Text the Show or uh, Wednesdays and also Akuma Wednesday. We always talk about some cool Akuma products on Wednesday, and we you get a chance to ask me any question you want today. So go ahead and feel free to text the show at 949-374-0786 or leave your messages on the chat. And I will do my best to answer all your questions. Thank you all for joining us today. Let me give Marley this little fruit pot here. There you go, buddy. There you go. There it is. Been waiting for that. He loves those little fruit pods. So he's ready. I'm ready. Let's get this show going. I told you all. I'm sorry. I told you I thought I would be at the airport right now. But my good friend Tom decided that... Uh, he wants to wait a little bit to come down here and see what this little hurricane's doing. We got a little hurricane down below Cabo here, and it looks like it may come up here. It may not. It changes every single day, every hour of the day. The hurricane keeps changing where it's going to land and when it's going to get here. Right now, it looks today, it looks like it's not coming, but yesterday, it looked like a direct hit, but we still got... Four or five days to go till it, something happens. So we'll see what. Today the water's 81 degrees, John Stanley. It's over on the East Cape side. It's still in the uh, very high 80s. But on the Cabo side here, it's down to 81. And I'm glad you're on the show today, John Stanley, because we're going to talk about that young man that wants to help us close down hoop netting for lobsters because we're using the wrong hoop nets. We got a lot to talk about today, gang. But don't forget that it's Akuma Wednesday. We always talk about a cool Akuma product. I'm going to talk about this Alejo, this Alejos reel here in a little bit. We'll talk all about this reel, so stay tuned. We'll bring this up a little bit later on in the show. This is a phenomenal reel. We've been catching a lot of fish on this down here in Cabo, and you guys could do the same thing up in SoCal. So stay tuned for that part of the show. It's going to be good. And I'm going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to ask all of you some questions. And I, the, today how we're going to do it, we have questions already coming in from a lot of our regulars. And I'll get to those questions. But I want to ask you guys, the audience, a few questions and see what kind of answers you come up with. So we'll do that a little bit later in the show. So stay tuned for that. And the best answer is going to win a t-shirt this today. And then tomorrow, Kelly Girl will be with us on the show. And you know how much she loves giving away your saltwater guide swag. So she'll be on the show answering your questions. And uh, we'll have some, hopefully some decent questions for her to answer. So help me, everybody. Help me, help me, help me. And don't forget, gang, I need you to share our show across all social. Those of you that are watching on YouTube and on Facebook, hit that share button right there on the bottom of your screen. It's super easy to do. You share the show. That would help Kelly and I out and Marley and Finn and Dahlia and all the outside animals. It would help everybody out tremendously if you share our show. It just gets the momentum going and helps the algorithm and all the other things that drive social media. So try to hit that like button and the subscribe button, but the share button is a must, must, must. I have to have you all help me out and hit the share button, please. Please hit the share button. All right. And uh, let's see what we got. That probably sounds better, right? That sounds a little bit better, everybody. Jason, I'll answer your question off the air. I got your question while I was eating my breakfast a few minutes ago. And yeah, I got some good spots in Long Beach Harbor. 
Much better, sound good. Sometimes I forget to push the button. I don't have Elliot here helping me today, so. And I don't have my beautiful assistant, Kelly. So I'm a one-man show here trying to make it all happen. But, gang, something happened yesterday. I know you guys saw that picture I posted on social media about all those lobsters in that uh, Promar hoop net. The um, the rigid hoop net. You saw that picture and John Stanley and I. I accidentally did something that I normally don't do and I shared it out into uh, all the other social media platforms. Excuse me, all the other Facebook groups. I shared it. So then what happens when I share something like that is I kind of lose control and all the trolls come out. And all the little booger eaters come out and they all dance around and want to make some super lame comments. John Stanley and I were having a conversation with probably the king of all booger eaters. I'm not even going to mention his name. John Stanley can if he wants to. But he had let me know. And you'll love this one, Dan. <laughs> Kim and Dan. Dan, you're going to love this. The, the, the young booger eater said he's a uh, commercial fisherman. And he's going to do his very, very best to ban those rigid hoop nets that Promar sells and has millions of dollars in, uh, invested in those. And the supply all across the United States are all across Southern California. He's on a mission as a commercial fisherman to ban those rigid hoop nets. And he's working hand in hand with the California Fish and Wildlife to ban the usage of those rigid hoop nets that Promar makes. I just don't, (laughs) it just blows my mind. Stay in your lane, Mr. Commercial Fisherman. Stay in your lane. You're first of all, we know you're not a real commercial fisherman because if you were a real lobster commercial fisherman, you wouldn't have time to be on Facebook right now. This is the very best part of the season for them, the beginning. But he wanted to make sure John Stanley and I knew that he was a commercial lobster fisherman, although he's spending his day on Facebook making lame comments. And he is working hand in hand with the California Fish and Wildlife. We all do, Dan. We all do. We're all dealing with these booger eaters every single day. I say it's on my show all the time. If you don't like something, don't do it. But just because you don't like it, you don't need to try to make it so that none of us can do it. That's, oh my God, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It'd be like, be like Dan when we were little kids watching cartoons on CBS in the morning. Could you imagine waking up your dad and asking him if he could call call CBS and tell him you don't like to watch the Roadrunner? And can he pull it off of there? Well, that's what this booger eater is doing. If if he even is able to talk with the fish and wildlife. He doesn't want us fishing with rigid hoop nets because in his mind, he believes that they're a trap. And it doesn't allow the lobsters to escape, which is the most asinine, idiotic thing I've ever heard of. But um, the the eclipse nets or the the rigid style nets that you see all of our all of our people all of our members catching all those lobsters with, but it's a product that's been around for twenty plus years. It's been proven. It's been the fish and wildlife said we could use them a long time ago. And now this young man with a face full of boogers, he just can't be happy eating his boogers. Now he has to try to jump in and try to eat my boogers and John Stanley's boogers. (laughs) It just blows my mind. Gang, we do not need any more regulations. Whether you think we do or not, we don't. But I'm going to help you. Don't post on my post about more regulations. Oh my gosh. It's just, I'm sorry. I just can't. 
Oh, I know. And, and Elliot told me, just let it be. Don't say, I can't. God, it's hard. I don't know if you've ever, those of you that know me very well know it's very hard for me to not talk. And when this booger eater started up, I couldn't help it. And I'm sorry, I'm using the word booger eater in a sentence, but that's all I can think of right now. And I apologize from the bottom of my heart for using foul language on the show. Booger eater is not a good word, so. I apologize for that. I was kind of wound up when I started. I'm, I'm mellowing out now. But John Stanley, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I ended up taking the post down off of the off of the group. I just pulled the whole post down because I just couldn't take it. So then the booger decided that he would PM me. So he started sending me message after message after message on Facebook Messenger. Un, just, I don't get it. It's pretty funny. I told him I would show the world, but no, I'm just going to show the commercial fisherman, the commercial lobster fisherman, this guy. He's probably somebody's deckhand because I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that he's um an actual captain making a living commercial fishing and going for more regulations. There is no commercial fishermen that are that way. But this young man wants everyone to think he's a commercial fisherman. And and he told me he's been commercial fishing his whole life. Well, every I looked all through his pictures and every one of his pictures, he's younger than any of my children. So he's been doing it for a very, very long time, his whole life. He's been a commercial fisherman his whole life. It's pretty funny. But enough of that. All right. So let's get, let's go. Let's get into some fun stuff. Let's have some fun. Let's get into some questions. I want you all to think about this question that I'm going to ask you guys. Okay. And I want you guys to come up with an answer for me. And well, I got three burning questions that I need answers to. Okay. From the audience, from you. And whoever gives me the best, coolest, most informative answer is going to win a uh, shirt today, but I'm going to answer some questions that I already got, but think of this for a minute, please, everybody out there. Why do you feel that it is important to let a big lobster go? Why is, what, what is the thought process behind letting a big lobster? Why, why is it such a big deal to release a big lobster? Somebody come up, you can text me 949-374-0786 or you can put it up here on the screen and let me know why you think a great big old gristle feel, uh, old grizzly old lobster, great big giant old lobster needs to be released, all right? I want you to put those questions out there. I, I think it's absolutely the most lamest thing I've ever heard of in my life and I want you to tell me why, and I'll answer your comment there in a minute, Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Haven't seen you in a very, very long time. That's a great answer, but it's a lame answer, and we'll tell you why it is in a minute. All right, Mike Lewis, lots, you give us lots of good information about catching lobsters, my question to you is, what do I do with them before I eat them? How do I get them ready to put in the freezer or hold on to them or whatever? Well, the way that we've done it for many, many years is uh, we would always lop the tail off and freeze them, just the tails, but that's against the law, so we really can't say that. The best way to store them is to pre-cook them. If you wanted to be compliant with the law, so try to read between the lines, Mike. What we used to do when we weren't compliant with the law is we would lop the tails off, clean them out like Ryland shows you how to do. I have that video on the website of how to clean the lobsters, get the poo out, and then freeze them. In We used, in the old days when my dad taught me, we used uh, those cardboard milk boxes and then I took it a step further and I started using Ziploc bags and I'd put four tails in a Ziploc bag and fill it up with water 
and then put it in the freezer. But I know that's illegal. But that's how we did it until we had a giant massive following and we can't really talk about things that are illegal. But that's how we did it. Put them because if you put the whole tail in a bag, plastic Ziploc bag filled with water, you can take that bag and take the plastic off of it with that block of ice and drop that block of ice into the boiling hot water and it works flawless. And then, uh, that, then you just boil that water, you boil a pot of boiling water and drop that block of ice in there with your tails in it. It comes out phenomenal, but that's against the law. So you, and you don't want to do anything against the law. So the way the fish markets do it and other, they, they pre-cook them because you cannot let the animal die with its tail on because it gives a toxin off in the meat that makes you very ill. So that's why you cannot let it die with its tail on. So they pre-cook them when solid, the whole lobster together, because once you disconnect the tail from the head, you have to be cooking it. This is the law. And God knows we don't want to break the law. So you pre-cook them whole, if you will, and then put them in your freezer, but... The way I did it forever, Mike, was take the tails off, put them in a Ziploc bag full of water and put them in my freezer. Oh my gosh, there may be some in the freezer right now like that, but I don't want to do anything against the law. So you want to pre-cook them and then store them. When offshore and you find large bait balls, is it a bad idea to stick around the bait? It And will the boat pressure scare off the tuna because of the boat presence. Matt, absolutely. Like I always say in all my videos, when there's a lot of boats around, you got a really low chance of that bluefin coming up because of all the boat traffic and all the boat noise. So, but when you have, when you get into an area where there's a lot of bait and you know, you went on the game plans at your saltwater guide and you know that area is where that fish has been or that's a good area because there's been some fish caught in that area or, whatever, whatever. It's good to stick around in that zone where you found the bait or at least mark it on your, mark it on your GPS so that you, if you have a better idea and you want to go look at another area, then come back to where you found all that bait for when the tide goes slack. When the tide goes slack, that bait floats on the top and the fish will start mowing on it. But if the tide's slack and all there is is bait and bait's flipping all over the surface, that's just the bait up on the surface eating plankton. I've had so many of my clients over the years when I was running charter boats and then so many of them say, Captain Dave, Captain Dave, there's a bunch of bait here. There's a bunch of bait here. We should stop. And I go, I got the sonar going. I got me going. I got my up and down going. I got my gyro stabilizing binoculars going. I'm looking everywhere. The reason there's a bunch of bait there is because the tide is slack and the bait is on the surface feeding on plankton. They're up on the surface flipping around. If you don't see any big giant fish crashing in the middle of them and I don't mark anything on my sonar or my up and down, I right away know that there's no fish in that zone and I'm going to go look around. But if you're marking bait down deep and it's not on the surface and you might see some boomerangs down there or some big, long, squiggly lines down there, that's going to be that blue fin's going to be down there and it's going to be. Wow, it won't let you send stars. Holy moly, what's up with that? I don't know, Mike Lewis, that's news to me. I don't know. That's pretty strange, gang. Everybody that has the access to stars, maybe just try to sprinkle one or two stars out right now and see. Mike Lewis is telling me that Facebook won't allow you to put any stars on my podcast right now. I need to know. I'm not begging you guys for a bunch of stars. Maybe just sprinkle one or two or three and see if it allows you. It's not allowing Mike Lewis to put any stars out there. Let's see if it lets anybody else put any stars out there. All right. So we got a few, while we're waiting for a few people to sprinkle some stars out. 
I want to address this. Anybody, sorry, but I have not released any legal lobsters. I have never had bigger have gotten is 13 pounds. Yeah, okay. Look at people are saying, oh, I release them for breeding. Gang, if you find a big giant female, 10 pound, 12 pound female, she doesn't have any eggs. I've I've been hooping my whole life. They don't have any eggs anymore. These big giant males, they're not spawning. Think of it like this. If you're a young female lobster, do you want to mate with a 70-year-old lobster or do you want to mate with a young teenage lobster? Gang, there's no advantage to throwing a big legal lobster over the side. You're not going to save the planet Earth. It's not going to change the amount of lobsters out there. So you're, you're, you're not changing. You're not changing the... Uh, you're not changing the, the ocean by letting them go. Wow, the star button's no longer there on Rick's. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get Viagra down to the old lobsters. So nobody can send stars right now. Is that what you're all telling me? I'm just trying to read a few of these comments. So nobody can send stars. That's, I don't know why that, wonder why Facebook's done that to me now. They've changed the whole algorithm over there at Facebook. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. We went from getting millions of views to getting like hundreds of views. But over on TikTok right now, Mike Lewis, if you go and you look on TikTok, the video of you and Jamie feeding the lobster, feeding the fish that I posted yesterday, it's already got 15,000 views. And the bait barge one's got 780,000 views me pulling up to Nacho's Bait Barge. And on Facebook, it has like 12,000 views. Facebook's messing with us right now. Yeah, if it's legal, if the lobster is 70 years old and rich, the young lobster girls will go for it. No, they won't. <laughs> yeah, if he's rich, if he's got a whole bunch of stuff, yeah, they'll go for it. Absolutely. There probably won't be much mating, but there'll be a lot of spending going on. That's for sure. I just had to ask that question. And Kelly girl summed it up perfect. She's like, yeah, no young lobster is going to want to mate with an old lobster. That's just, they don't have to. Can you cook the lobsters you catch on the boat? Yes. Oh, yes. It's even in the rule book. Yes. You can eat your lobsters while you're out on the boat. Yes, you may. And it's supposed to, Martin. Okay, we're trying to live within the law, but think about it, Martin. Can they count it in your belly? I don't think so. They can't count it in my belly. They, I don't know, but remember, we're trying to be as legal as we can. The, the law says you can only keep seven. So if you cooked it, you threw the carabas over the side, you cooked the tail, you ate the tail, you threw the shells over the side. I had four and I ate one and there's no nothing left on the boat. I'd have to say I only had three. I'm not I'm not advocating breaking the law. I'm just trying to tell you that if I was a fish and wildlife agent and I came up on the boat and there you looked a little fatter than in your driver's license picture, I'm not gonna think you have a couple lobsters in your belly and I need to go get an x ray. But uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you, there has been a few lobsters that have been eaten on the boat when I was the captain, and uh, they didn't count on our f total count. But is that legal? Probably not, but I don't know. That's a gray area. I don't want to. The stars are working fine on Facebook for Dan Smith. So, Mike Lewis, what did you do? You pissed off Facebook somehow. Maybe you gave me too many stars. I'll tell you what, Mike, there, you've given me so many stars that I was looking this morning on the thing. There's absolutely no way anybody could ever catch up to you. There's just no, unless somebody just said, screw it, and gave me a, 
$1,000 worth of stars tomorrow morning, then they would be even with you. But your $1,000 star, worth of stars above everybody else. So maybe you gave too many. But, uh, yep, that's right. The stars are working fine for Dan and Kim. They're working good for Dan Smith. And, uh, all right. So we got some more questions coming through. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? I'm, I got a, I got another great question for you. This is one that's baffled me for a long, long time. And it's going to go, uh, when we're offshore fishing, this is the number one question I get asked all the time. Yeah, you can't, Martin, that's the, that's the law. I'm sorry. I'm answering Martin's question here and I'll get back to what I was going to ask you guys. But yeah, if you have six in possession at your house and you went out and caught seven tonight, you can only bring one of those home. The other five or six, you can't bring them back to your house because that's in possession. If now I was asked a question by one of our members. If you have a multi-day permit, you have a multi, let's say you have a multi-day permit. Okay. Think about it. I have a multi-day permit. Let's say I got it for, put the date down as Friday, Saturday. I'm going to go multi-day fishing. I have my lobster card with me, correct? Because you have to have your lobster card. So on the Friday's date, I put down seven. And on Saturday's date, I put down seven. Now, if you're on, if you're on somebody else's boat, but they have that permit, you need to take a picture of it and have it on your telephone. Okay. But you can only have the amount of lobsters that you have on your lobster card for the permit day. This is where it gets tricky gang. And you got to understand and you got to play by the rules. Remember, I do not advocate doing anything illegal. And remember, when they're looking for you, you just got to be smarter than the guy that's looking for you. Here's how it works, gang. On your lobster card, you put you had seven on Friday. You put you had seven on Sunday or Friday and then seven on Saturday. That's 14 lobsters. You have your lobster card and you have a picture of the multi-day permit from the boat you were on. You may not have any more lobsters in possession. Now, if you go out on Sunday by yourself on your boat, but you guys already ate seven of the lobsters that you had in the freezer. Now, now you may have seven more because your lobster card says you caught them on Sunday. But are they going to know if the ones in the freezer, the 14 are sat Friday and Saturday? Or are they going to know it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, they're not going to know, gang. You could have ate your seven Sunday night. We had a huge dinner on the boat, never brought them home. I'm just trying to, I'm not telling you to break the law, but if you don't have a picture of the, if you don't have a picture of the multi-day permit and you don't have the numbers filled in on your card, well then, yeah, you're getting a ticket, baby. You're getting a ticket. So just remember that. Got to play within the rules. And the game is, the game, the, the rules are all set in stone. And yeah, Devo, I caught him on a hook and line before. But the law says that if you catch a lobster hook and line, if you do not catch it in a hoop net or you do not catch it with your hands, if you catch it on a hook, you cannot keep it. Back to the law. That's the law. If you have 10 hoop nets in the water and while you were fishing, you accidentally caught one and it was legal size and no one was there to see you catch it. It's going good, Arnie. And I want to come up there and speak at the club for sure, for sure, for sure. Probably next year though, because everything's coming to a head here. And my beautiful wife's going to go see her mom in November. So I'll probably get with you and maybe come up there when you guys start this season. Maybe I'll be the, uh, maybe I'll be the 
first speaker you have of the year, unless you already have somebody set up, let me know. But gang, this whole lobster thing, they're very, 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 very proud of their lobsters. And they, if you don't follow everything perfect, they will get you. They will get you. So you want to make sure that you're paying attention to everything. And those little squares on your lobster card, that's how they can get you if you're not paying attention. If you don't do everything perfect and you don't have a picture of the multi-day permits, you could get in trouble. But just remember, if you have, when you signed your, oh, here's another thing. When you signed your, this is what most people don't understand. When you signed your fishing license, you allow you are saying when you you agree that you're going to allow fish and wildlife to come into your house anytime they want. Anytime, yes, anytime they want. Yes, anytime they want to come in your house. You can't say probable cause because you know what probable cause is? The minute you signed your fishing license the mo and your hunting license, the moment you sign those, you gave consent. There is no more probable cause. Probable cause is you signing your fishing license. That's probable cause because now you've admitted that you're a hunter and a or a fisherman. They can come in your house. So don't think for one, oh, they can't come in my house. Oh, yes, they can. Fish and wildlife are like U.S. Marshals. They're allowed to just come on in. So, no, you can't get the lobster card online. The way they make them, Mike, as they come out of the machine, they're waterproof. It's not paper. If you were to print one off of your printer, by the time you got done with your first night of lobster fishing, it would be a big ball of pulp. They want you to use that lobster card till January 1st. And then you mail it in and get a new lobster card. Unless, now they're, they're, okay, now I'm talking out my butt. I don't know when they made it 365 day, Arnie might know. When they made it 365 day fishing license, I don't know if they did the same thing with the lobster card because I know when I was doing it for a living that the lobster cards were no longer valid after January 1st. And you had to have a brand new lobster card after January 1st. Yeah, exactly, Diva. They can pull you over on the freeway. Yep. If they And they can search your car. They can search your boat. They can search anything. You're not out of the woods if you think you just, oh, we made it. We didn't get checked. And you're driving home. They can pull you over on your way home. Ask Steve Lassard or, or Charlie Lassard or Chuck. Any of the Lasarges, they happen to be with me on a trip where that happened. Um, but gang, this fish and wildlife are very, very proud of their California lobsters. The spiny lobsters are very proud of, and you're not going to get away with anything. I promise you. That's okay. Because... On your card at midnight. That's a good question, Mike Lewis. That's a great question. All right. And here's how it was told to me, and this is good. Are you positive of that, Pablo? You're positive. It says it right on the card. That's a new, that's a new law then. And if you're positive of that, then we'll run with it. But it should say it right on the card. It has to say it on the lobster card itself. If you are on your boat fishing lobsters and it strikes midnight, that card needs to be filled out for that day. Now, if you only have four on the, let's say Friday night at midnight, I only have four legal lobsters. So I fill in the blank because all the other boxes have to be filled out before the end of the night. But at midnight, that's the end of the night. Now you have to fill out how many you caught. Now you put four down there. So now you can still catch three the next day because you're only going to have one per one one uh, one 
limit in possession. So you got four and then three, right? That's seven. Yeah. Five, six. Yeah. I'm a math major. So that's what has to happen, gang. If you're out past midnight, period, whether you have multi-day permits or you only have one, your, your fishing license, whatever you have at midnight, that card needs to be filled out. If you're fishing past midnight and your card's not filled out, that is a ticket. Because at 12.01, you have hoop nets in the water. You don't have your card filled out for Saturday. You have it filled out Friday. But at 12.01, you're still fishing because you don't have your limit. You got to fill out that card for the next day. You have to. It's the law. So then you have to put down the date, the zone, the gear. All that stuff has to be new line, new line item. Now, if you already have your seven, but your buddy on the boat doesn't, you don't, you're not fishing the next day. So you don't have to have those other parts of the, I know it's very, very confusing, but let's say me and you are out fishing, Mike Lewis, and we have 11 lobsters on the boat. And it's midnight. We look at each other and we say, okay, do we want to say you have your limit and I don't? Or do we want to split the whole thing up and I get I get four, you get you get the four or you get five, I get six, and we gotta get the other three. And we can fish for a couple more hours, but you better have your lobster card filled out that way. You better have your lobster card filled out that way because listen, they have all the fish and wildlife boats have these. They have those, uh, the same type of binoculars that, that our military uses so they can see in the dark and they can see if you're, <laughs> it's so bizarre, but if you're participating in the hoop netting, Let's just say you you gaff the buoy for your partner that doesn't have his limit. That's why you want to make sure you split it up so you can both still participate. If you put seven on yours and oh, four on his, you can't help. And by law, you really can't even drive the boat because that's helping. So you got to split it up at midnight. You get four and I get five. And then uh, we still have six to catch or whatever the case is, however it comes out. Okay, so it's invalid. Okay, so now, not that I didn't trust you, Pablo, but now Arnie came through and I trust Arnie. No, I trust you too, Pablo. But yeah, and I'm looking at Pablo's card he just sent me. So it goes from opening day to closing day. All right, that's new. That's a new reg. That's a good to know. All right, so the card's good, but listen, Filling out this card is very, very, very... Oh, yeah, and if you move, Justin, absolutely. And if you move from one area to the next, and that a lot of that isn't like Long Beach or uh, Catalina, not so much because Catalina is Catalina, but yeah, there's so many things that can really make mess you up in this whole lobster thing. So you got to be real careful in that lobster card gang. Before you throw your gear in the water, we did, we talked about it like a month ago, right before opening season. But before you put your, let's say we all get on Justin's boat for fun and we're driving out of the harbor. This is what I did when I ran in. This is what Justin does. And this is what Pablo does. Well, as we're going out of the harbor, we're grabbing all your lobster cards and we're also making sure we have all the fishing licenses. And I put them all in one Ziploc bag. And you can collect them at the end of the trip. Then what happens throughout the trip, your deckhand or whoever's in charge, he's going, once you get, once you get done with the end of the night, he's going to fill in all the blanks and then hand you back the cards. But before you throw a net in the water, that card has to be filled out every square except for how many. All the other squares have to be.
How about now? You got me now? I definitely as a sea lion, so none of these rules. <laughs> yeah. I got we got now now sound. Hello, one, two, one, two. We got sound now. Everybody, can you hear me? Yeah, it's on now. Okay, Jesus. What is wrong with me? See what happens when I don't have Elliot and Kelly here babysitting me? Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> yeah, they tried. Okay, so so look at this real. This is the Alejos. This is the Alejos 12. This is a phenomenal reel. This thing is two speed, holds plenty of line. You can catch that big bluefin on it. You want to go to akuma.com. You want to grab the QR code. You want to get yourself one of these reels, gang. These things are going to change how you catch your fish in the ocean. When you use one of these, you're going to be blown away. When you click this thing into low gear and start turning the handle, you're going to think the line isn't even coming on because you can't even feel it. And the next thing you know, there's a dead tuna laying right underneath your feet. The Alejos 12 two-speed is your go-to reel if you're going to keep doing this tuna fishing. This is like a mini Makaira. These things are so awesome. You got to check these out. Go to the QR code. You can see what... Akuma has to offer you through the QR code, but I'm telling you, if you're fishing this bluefin, this Alejos 12 two-speed is absolutely going to do it. And look at the gun smoke color of this reel. What a beautiful reel. Match this up on your, uh, match this up on one of your double uh, X super heavy um, PCH rods made by Akuma. You're going to be stoked. This thing's going to last a lifetime. These reels are bulletproof. I've been using these things since they came out. These things are phenomenal. We've caught a bunch of marlin this week on these things. The Lejos 12 two-speed reel. You can't go wrong, gang. Check it out. Go, go to that QR code on the screen right there if you want to check those reels out. and You can check out everything that has to do with the Alejos lever drag reel today. So back to what we were talking about, gang. That card needs to be filled out. Every part of that card needs to be filled out before you go and throw your hoop net in the water. And then you should keep them all in one place because when the Fish and Wildlife climbs on your boat, you're not even going to see them coming. I can't even tell you how many times they climbed on the wild and sack, that big Hatteras I used to run, or they climbed on the Fishaholic, the big Viking I used to run, or they climbed on the right kind. Why we were in the middle of hooping, I never even saw, I never even saw the boat coming, never even saw it coming. And I tried to pay close attention to what's going on out there, but we're fully involved in hoop netting. The next thing you know, the officers standing on the boat. First thing they're going to ask you is, can I see your lobster cards? And he's going to look and he's going to count. Now, if you have your children with you, they have to have a lobster card. That's the law. And you don't want to go out there without your children having a lobster card because it might be the greatest night of hoop netting you ever had. And if you don't have your lobster card, you can't have their limit. Or if they helped in any way, shape, if they pick up the buoy and throw it in the water, because we all think that's cute when we have our grandchildren or our kids, throw the buoy over, throw the buoy over for us. That means they're helping. Oh, my finger came out of joint. That means they're helping. That's a ticket. If they don't have a lobster card and they're helping, they're going to write that ticket. Will they write it every time? I don't know, but they can. Why do you want to take that chance? All right? You don't. You don't want to take that chance. Okay? So make sure all the little squares are filled out and also make sure that you have a lobster card for everybody on the boat. Because when they come on, they're going to say, okay, Pablo, where's the lobster cards for everybody? Uh, they're right over here, sir. Where's their fishing licenses? Same bag. They're both all together. Here they are. Lay them all out on the table. Check them all out. Good. Now they're going to look for your lobsters and they're going to see if you have legal lobsters or if you have short lobsters and they're going to write those tickets and it's just a big ticket machine. Don't make, don't let them write any tickets. Have everything ready before they get there, gang. And, and you, they're going to be on you so fast. You think you can be ready. You're not going to be ready. Yeah. 
if you touch any of the gear on the boat at all, like Justin said, you touch anything, you're supposed to have a lobster cart. Yeah. All right. So I have another question for you. I'm out shark fishing and I catch a thresher shark. Weighs about 30 pounds. Should I throw it back or should I eat it? Because it's going to fit perfect on my barbecue or it's going to fit perfect on my rotisserie barbecue or it's going to fit steaks are going to feed my family perfect. Should I take that little thresher? Just a question. Anybody got an answer? Oh, you can send stars again? They took your restriction off of you? Thank God. I, I would be devastated if today was the day Mike Lewis didn't get to send Captain Dave any stars. That would be terrible. You wouldn't take a 30-pounder, Arnie? I would all day, every day. So I should only carry, yeah, 78 weeks in a row, my man. Woo! Here's where I never understood this. And I was Thresher Shark Fisherman back when Thresher Shark Fishing wasn't cool. We used to fish commercially Thresher Sharks. And we used to catch hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in a night. Now you're allowed to have two on your boat. Now, yeah, don't be afraid to answer my questions the way I ask them. I'm not going to beat up on any. <coughs> Kelly, that's what Kelly thought most of you would be afraid to answer a question if Dave answered it. <laughs> Thank you, Arnie. That made me laugh. <laughs> no. Is it better to kill the little ones and take the big ones? Or throw the big ones back or is it better to take the big ones and throw the little ones back? See, I got so confused back when I used to do it that I just take them all. If it bites my line and it's legal, I'm taking it because I have lots of friends that have always asked, Dave, you got any extra fish? I'd love some, some extra fish. Yeah. If I got a thresher shark, I got lots of extra fish. Gang, you're not going to change the population in the ocean by taking a legal fish. You're not. The small ones taste way better. Big ones taste just fine if you know how to cook them. They all taste great. But I've had people tell me, don't take the little ones. Let them breed. Only take the big ones. So now you're telling me to take the breeders? Oh, my gosh. I get so confused. Josh, thank you for the tip. Gang, according to Mike Lewis, stars are back on. Dump a bunch of stars on Captain Dave and Kelly Girl today. Marley needs some more bananas. The kitties need some more Fancy feast, cat food. Kelly's going shopping as soon as the show's over. Help us out. Sprinkle some stars. Do the Josh Blaze thing. Jump over there on uh, YouTube and give us a uh, give us a tip. Josh, is it hard to put the tips on there like that? I I I just want the people that are watching to know how to do it. Is it hard? Is it easy? I think it's easy. Because I know Josh, and if Josh is doing it, it can't be that hard. <laughs> but gang, here's the question I was going to ask you earlier, and I forgot, and I'm going to ask you now. We're offshore, out in the middle of the ocean, where it's thousands of feet deep. Why does everybody always want to know how deep it is? That is, but that, as a as a captain for 48 years, fishing every day at a super high level with some days with 80 people, some days with six people, some days with two. Ace, our Devo, you left me stars, our uh, tip the other day. It was amazing. Gang, please leave us some tips, leave us some stuff. But here's what I never understood. Why is that the most, by far, there's nothing else. That is the most asked question me as a captain for so long. How deep is it here? I must every day, probably 10 times a day. How deep is it here? If it's over your head, does it even matter? We're not fishing on the bottom. It's just, I don't, I, I, I know people want to know how deep it is there. Standard answer was 3000 feet. 
That's what I would always say. 3,000 feet. 3,000 feet. Then there we go. It's 3,000 feet right here? I, yeah. We're so close to the beach. I'm a... <laughs> Thank you, Kelly girl. Uh, the only thing she's shopping for today is at the grocery store. So she's buying the animals food. So if you're giving us some stars, gang, Kelly wants to know she's shopping for the animals today. She's going to the store to shop for the animals. Gang, if you haven't got your question in, you have a great question for me, let me know. Um, I think the best, there's a bunch of great answers. There's a bunch of great questions. There's a bunch of cool stuff. I got to figure out who we're going to give this shirt to today for whatever. But John Stanley, how funny was that guy? That's going to get us, he's going to get it so we can't use the Eclipse hoop nets anymore. Justin, what's the name of the ones we're using from Promar? What, what do we call those? The round rigid ones? You would have never believed this guy. Oh, absolutely, Eric, but that's not the question I've been asked. I always get asked every single time I'm on a boat, how deep is it here? Skipper, how deep is it here? How deep is it? The ambush, right, okay. Yeah, the ambush net, thank you, yes. There is a young man who said, swears to God, he's a commercial fisherman, and, if, and I'll just send the, to you and Pablo. This young man is on a mission with all of his commercial fishing buddies. They're all in on this, is what he told me. To outlaw the ambush net. Because we catch way too many lobsters. And I asked him, what do you mean we catch way too many lobsters? If we have the greatest night of hoop netting we've ever had in the history of hoop netting, We can have seven, period. And it's pissing him off that we're actually successful when we go hoop netting. So he's on a mission to shut down the ambush nets. He says they're not hoop nets. They are a trap. You can only keep seven. Even now, think about, let's just pretend like he is a commercial fisherman, John Stanley. Let's say he is. Oh, I told him a lot of stuff. And then he said he was going to sue me. So then I sent him my exact name, my phone number, my address. Because I want this lawsuit. But uh, he said that he's working directly with the commercial fishermen to outlaw the ambush hoop nets. Because we catch our seven when we go hooping. And I asked him, so if you go out tomorrow and have the best night, our best day ever of lobster trap fishing for a commercial fisherman, you could catch a million lobsters. You could. There's no restriction to how many you can catch. There is zero, zero point zero restriction on how many lobsters the commercial lobster man can catch. They're allowed to catch as many as they're allowed as they can catch. But he believes in his heart that what is ruining the lobster fishery, which there's nothing wrong with the lobster fishery if you go and you look at our post on our website, but he believes that the reason why he sucks as a commercial lobster fisherman and can't catch any lobsters is because Justin Botrell, Dan and Kim, and Pablo caught all the lobsters with their hoop nets. They could swim out of those hoop nets. They can't swim out of a trap, but they can swim out of those nets. It's absolutely unbelievable. And the, believe me, when I talked to this young man, text messaging, the first thing I did, because he doesn't even know who I am, obviously, I called and I talked to the president of the lobsters, commercial lobster fisherman. I called him up and I asked him if he even had heard of this kid's name. He didn't. And then I said, are you guys... Worried about what we're catching in our hoop nets? He said, no, right now we're worried about catching lobsters. I don't even have time to talk to you. I'm out here on the boat 
trying to catch lobster so I can feed my family tonight. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. So I let him have the guy, the little kids, the little booger eaters phone number, our uh, Facebook page. And I said, you need to talk to this young man and tell him. We're all in this together, Dan and Kim. You guys know I talk about it on my show all the time. We're not against each other. Commercial fishermen aren't against recreational fishermen. And recreational fishermen should never be against commercial fishermen. I'm trying to bridge that gap. But then these booger eaters like this young man come on and start flapping their lips and talking about stuff they know nothing about. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So. I started the show out with the guy and I ended the show with the guy. It's pretty sad. He got way more time than he should have got. Okay, can a out-of-state guy get permits for lobsters on a one-day license? Absolutely, because here's how it works. When you go to buy your one-day fishing license, you buy the lobster card. As long as you have a lobster card and a one-day fishing license, or if you're going to fish more than one day, your lobster card's good for the whole season. So all the Fish and Wildlife cares about is that you have a lobster card and you have a valid California fishing license, whether it's one day, 10 days, 15. The only thing you can't buy as out of state is a one-year fishing license. That's not, you're not allowed to buy a one-year fishing license if you're not from California, which that's kind of ludicrous, but it is what it is. It's crazy. It's a crazy law, but it's the law. But yes, out of state, you can buy a lobster card and you can partake in this. And by far, and Josh and I had this conversation last night, by far the most bestest lobster in the whole world is the California spiny lobster. There is nothing like it on the planet. If those of you that are saying those ones with the claws, the New England lobsters are better, that's because you've never tasted ours. You haven't, I promise you. First of all, like Josh said, you're not going to buy them because you're going to be at the store with the ones with the claws and they're going to be $2.25 a pound and ours are going to be sitting right next to it at $48 a pound and you're going to go, lobster's lobster, give me the clawed ones. I'm just telling you, gang, if you have not tasted our lobsters yet, you have no idea what you're talking about. And don't say, oh, the New England lobsters are way better. Well, they're not. They're not. All of our lobsters are the most sought after lobsters and you can go catch them. You can go down and go with Pablo. If you don't have a boat, you can go with Pablo in San Diego. You can go with Justin in Long Beach, L.A. Harbor. Both of these guys are going to take really good care of you and show you the ropes and show you how to catch them. And you probably even have a good chance of catching some lobsters. And uh, today we're going to give away the shirt to, oh my gosh, Aces High. Devo, you get a shirt. Text me your phone, your address. In your shirt size. You're getting a free shirt from Captain Dave and Kelly Girl. Gang, today was a fun show. I had a really good time talking with you. Gang, do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. When you see people like John Stanley saw on these Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, trying to put more regulations on fishermen, period. I don't care what level. Commercial level, recreational level, sport level, whatever. Help us to educate these booger eaters. Help me. Send me the, the info. I'm not afraid. I'll get in there and chop it up with them. We do not need any more regulations in California for anything. Fisheries are phenomenal in California. The rockfish thing, what a farce. What if pissed me off more than anything. Right before my father died, we had a report come through that the rockfish populations were better than they had estimated. I showed you guys an estimate from NOAA that they were 70 to 80% off on their calculations for the rockfish population in California. 70 to 80% going the wrong way. The, the population was better. 
We do not need another regulation in California in any way, shape, or form. You don't need another regulation in Texas. You don't need another regulation in Florida. You don't need another flipping regulation. I don't care if you're a commercial fisherman or recreational fisherman. Recreational fishermen, be quiet. You have no idea what's going on in the commercial world. The United States of America has the largest seafood appetite of any country in the world, whether you want to believe it or not. We're the most gluttonous and we're the most wasteful of all the populations. But we have a huge seafood appetite. But what's happened is we don't allow our fishermen to fish for the fish that we eat. We import all of our seafood from other countries, which is absolutely ludicrous. So when you say sustainable fishery, you're talking out your butt. We've overregulated our commercial fishing industry to a level where they can't even go fishing. And now with the price of fuel, even the ones that were going fishing can't even afford to go fishing now. It's a sad, sad, sad situation. But you're talking out your butt if you're talking about our commercial fishermen in the United States of America. They're the most regulated fishermen in the world. Far none. There is no one who has more regulations than the United States fishermen. But that hasn't slowed down your intake. That hasn't slowed down the fact that you want to eat your shrimp and you want to eat your lobsters and you want to eat your fish and you want to eat your filleted salmon and you want to eat all this stuff. But you never think about how where it's coming from because we don't get it from America anymore because we don't allow us to fish. So stop trying to shut down another fishery, whether you, first of all, you have no idea what you're talking about. All right. So stop helping. All right. I'm sorry. I went a little bit over. Yeah. You dove for lobsters in the eighties. There was no lobster cards. Just curious. When did they start that? As soon as Captain Dave started taking people hoop netting, as soon as they found out that we were actually enjoying something, this beautiful state of California, they do everything they can to overregulate anything. Once they found out that Dave was running hoop net trips, that's when they came out with the cards. So I would say the cards came out probably 2009, 2010, because I started that in 2006. So they started the cards 9 or 10, 2009, 2010. Then they gave us the Go ID after that, that you got to put all over your buoys. We haven't even talked about that. That's for another show. It's just absolutely amazing. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, gang. Once again, thank you for a phenomenal show. Share, please hit the share button. It's free. It's right on the bottom of your screen. Share this with everybody. You don't know. Just you got probably friends that don't like fishing, hate people that fish, but they eat food, seafood, but they have no idea where it comes from. All of our seafood comes from foreign countries with 0.0 restrictions on what they do or sustainable fishing. We're going to get Tommy Gomes back on the show here in a couple weeks. He just wrapped up season four of uh, The Fishmonger. He'll come back on here. He'll talk more about this. We'll get Luke McFadden back on here. We'll get Shayla. We'll get all the fish mongers. We'll get Reed back on. Like we say, we need to all support the American fishermen. We need to all support the American commercial fishermen. It is a super duper important part of America. And we are the biggest consumers of fish in the world. And we are, we treat our fishermen horrible, absolutely horrendous. It's sad, and it's sad, and it's just so many people that don't have a clue what they're talking about out there flapping their lips. All right, gang, I'll see you all tomorrow. Devo, send me your, and turn off the news. They're all lying. I'll be back with truth tomorrow. Kelly Girl will be here. Don't let me down. Send in some bitching questions for Kelly Girl. Here she is. You going to say hi to everybody before we go? No. <laughs> Kelly Girl and I are going to the beach, and she's got her bikini on, so I will see you later. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.